Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse, a show about business networking and ideas brought to you by the Plateau Partners, a BNI chapter in the greater Seattle Puget Sound area. I am your host, Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I am joined today yet again by JD Winnikin, and he is actually going to be turning the tables to interview me. So welcome, JD. Hey, I'm back again. It's like I can't get enough of the Plateau Partners Pulse or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. weird, but okay. How's it feel to be on the other side? Hard to know yet? Wondering what how this is going to go or how is this a for little, you? A little bit weird because um, I'm, I'm used to being in control and <laughs> I don't know that I have answers to these questions. I forget that I always end the season with my episode and I'm like, ooh. Well, yeah, we are coming to the yeah. end of a season, so that that's that's exciting. Uh, but uh, I have a feeling you're going to do just fine. I'm I'm not worried about you not so. being able to answer questions. <laughs> don't ask you to you well, know, answer right. questions. Well, right. I mean, it's it's don't ask me to talk. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, so we're here to talk about okay. uh, we're here to talk about Stacy Connects and uh, its permutations over time and what it's what you're doing now and all those types of things. So let's do the speed round. Okay, so here we go. Did you have, you ready? Need a deep breath? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> uh, your, uh, your ch- any childhood nicknames growing up? Uh, beans. My dad called me Beans. I still don't know why. Uh, probably same reason I call Annie Doodle. Um, but Beans, and so much so that I actually recently got a very small little tattoo that says Beans. Ah, like full of beans. Mm, maybe. Maybe I was a gassy baby. I don't know. <laughs> uh and, and you're and no one else in your family knows the roots of that, huh? No, not really. Okay. Um and then my friends in high school, they would call me my maiden name is Emmerich, and they would call me Semrick because I wrote on the sides of all of my books S Emmerich. So it was Semrick. Semrick. Okay. All right. All right, so uh, I already mentioned your business name, but why don't you go ahead and mention it again and where it came from, business name. Stacy Connects. Uh, the, the road to my business name is a long and storied one. I came up with a different name. It was Axon Hillock Consulting because I thought I was being really smart. Uh, let me come up with a name that represented what I am, which is in a way a synapse. I make connections. Someone said that to me early on. Um, in my latest incarnation of my career. And I loved that. I was like, oh, that's amazing. So I did a deep dive, um, found out that Axon Hillock is a specific synapse that's responsible for uh, action generation. And I was like, that's me. Um, But then decided that it was sort of pretentious. So it's actually what my business name is, but I have DBAs um, as Stacy Connects because that is the uh, simpler, more direct version, less pretentious version of Axon Hillock. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna put a put a little bit of a pin in that uh, that you make connections, right? And of course, because that's that's key to what you do. How long have you been doing this? Ooh, um, I have been doing this as a business for about three years. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty. I've been doing this probably since birth. The, at least the, the spirit of it or the work of connecting right. people, making, and connecting ideas. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Are you located in any one place? 
or you you pretty much can work with clients anywhere, right? I can work with clients absolutely anywhere. Um, you know, it's it doesn't matter. Zoom is an amazing thing. Uh, we're to be grateful for uh, the pandemic for that reason. But hey, look at me turning lemons into lemonade. Um, so yeah, in answer to the question, I can work with anyone anywhere. There you go. And then I want to see how quickly you can do this. Why do you do what you do? I can't help myself. <laughs> so that's another way of saying it's a natural part of you. It's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically an extension of just who I am. And when I see an opportunity to connect an idea or, um, you know, the connection is bringing things together or a lot of times for me, it's like explaining something or it makes more sense to me. It's how I can understand things, um, and make sense of the world. And so I like literally cannot stop myself. Got it. Okay, so now how long have you been in uh, BNI? So I think for my own business, it's been three years. And prior to that, I actually was representing Michael Bruce Image Consulting. Um, I think I did that for a solid, officially a solid year. And then prior to that, I subbed so much that it was like, okay, seriously, you should just sit in the seat. So I've been... I've known of Plateau Partners for about six years. Okay. I remember those permutations for you. Right. <laughs> I remember those. Um, so speaking about BNI generally or globally, for lack of a better word, what do you appreciate most about being a member of that organization? Well, I will say that uh, when I was first introduced to it by Bruce, um, I was like, what is the deal with this organization? It is cult-like. <laughs> I'm always the one that says that nobody else apparently has that view, but it, it just seemed like Bruce was always so fiercely loyal to people in BNI. And it really took me um, a few visits to get the cadence and to understand the benefit. And then it was like, oh, I get it. I see it. And that whole idea of having a connection with people and having these one on one conversations it just meant that there was a deeper root. And if they're a quality person, then chances are it's going to be a quality product or service. Sure. And, and in light of what you said, you can't help yourself connecting. It seems like a hand in glove concept. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Totally. Right. I mean, it's, it is so easy to connect people and I look like a hero. Gotcha. Okay. So now what is the best part of this chapter, our chapter, Plateau Partners for you? I think it is, I really like the ebbs and flows and the the various iterations with each uh, new leadership team, new things are discovered. Um, you know, it it's, people always talk about how it's like family and that's great and everything um, and very true. It's just this great, um, roller coaster ride that feels like it's mimicking my growth and development as a business owner. And, you know, this group of people is there uh, on the ride with me and to support me or hold the bag if I'm going to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm right. just keeping it real. Right, right. Yeah, I got, I got that. And I, I can relate to that as well. Okay. So uh, the words like know and trust are commonly associated with BNI. What are three words 
that are commonly associated with you and Stacy Connects? So if someone were describing me, three words are, she talks a lot. Those if three. You put a lot, like as one word. Um, if I am not being funny about it and I'm actually celebrating some of my skills, I would say that um, communicator, mm -hmm. I'm definitely a communicator. I would say um, an innovator or an ideator, um, constantly coming up with ideas. And the word the other word that I would say is listener, which would surprise people because you would think that somebody who talks as much as I do wouldn't be good at listening, but I am always listening, um, using more than just my ears, and I'm collecting a lot of information at any given time so that I can connect people. That's Here's something really interesting. When I was going over this, I sat down and I came up with three words that I think yeah. would describe you, and those are the exact same three. No way. No. Yes way. Wow. The exact same three. So Look at that. I know. All right. So uh, now tell me something that your clients don't know about you generally that would, would maybe be surprising to them or, you know, and I can give you some ideas if you need some, but. Okay. I could go with the whole failed out of college thing, but yeah. Um, I am going to instead go with the fact that I was at one time very, very shy. Okay. At one time, when was and, that? And well, I think it would surprise people that I am basically a, um, I'm, if there's a spectrum of introvert, extrovert, I am only like 55% extrovert. I'm not the 95% people would assume that I am. I really, um, I re-energize by being alone and and mm -hmm. kind of coming back to myself. Um, and so for a long time, I was super shy, especially as an adult in uh, what I felt like were intimidating situations, like the bus stop. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but prior to having my own business, I was a stay at home mom for, I don't know, 18 years and going to the bus stop the first time when you have a kid and all the moms know the deal, it's intimidating. And because I'm articulate, the way that I came across apparently is almost standoffish. And a neighbor and friend said that to me. And that was such great feedback to hear because I would never want to appear standoffish. What I was, was shy. And so from that moment on, I was like, all right, I can't, I can't do that anymore. I don't want to be standoffish. And so it is very often painful for me to walk into a room and start talking with people, but I don't want to appear standoffish. So I make it happen. Gotcha. I think there's a term for that on that spectrum, isn't it? Omnivert? I think I've heard that. Maybe. I think I've heard that. I think there's that's a term now, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh, that That is something that I think people would find surprising. All right. What is your top most FAQ, frequently asked question about your business? What do you do? <laughs> Hence why we're here. <laughs> right. Right. And honestly, it's a fair and good question. <laughs> okay. All right. And we'll be teasing that out in the rest of the episode, everyone. So we will get to the bottom of that. And then last but not least in the speed round. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck.
okay. <laughs> I mean, it's my it's my favorite curse word. Did you think I was going to say fire truck? Ah, that's funny. Right. It is maybe one of the most versatile words in the English language. Okay. All right. So with that uh, down, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back to chat more with Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects here on Plateau Partners Pulse. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A.com. Looking for a quality, full-service painter? Then you're looking for unique painting and design. They do it all, and they do it all well. Complete interior and exterior painting for both commercial and residential properties. They do wallpaper removal, miter carpentry and custom work, thorough surface evaluation and preparation, color consultation, detailed paint specs and schematics, prompt and accurate estimates and scheduling quality workmanship and materials, and more. To see their complete list of services, images of their work, and more, go to uniquepd.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am J.D. Winnikin here uh, interviewing the host, normal host of this show, Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects for her episode of this show. And uh, so, Stacey, how are you doing so far? Rolling along? Rolling along. It's weird, but I got this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. So uh, let's get, let's dig into sort of the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty, uh, pick your pick your visual of uh, your business. So since you started in the chapter, Stacy Connects has, I guess you could, I don't like the word pivot. Um, I think it's evolved. I think it's flowed. I think it's um, had some twists and turns uh, and you're nodding in agreement. So what's, what's behind that, do you think? Uh, well, I think starting my business uh, was a big uh risk for me to begin with. Uh, the idea of leaving the relative uh, comfort and security of working with Bruce and looking like a hero, um, that was an easy thing to do. And so first to acknowledge that I had something that could be a business, that was big. Uh, Plateau Partners was a great space for me to kind of cut my teeth because what ended up happening is I had an accountability partner each week to come in and to say who I am and what I do, even though I didn't know either of those things. Um, it gave me time to hone my message. And then um, 
once I was in it, in the beginning, I talked about doing, you know, they, they had me under like brand marketing and I was like, I don't, or market branding. And I was like, it sounds like I, um, it sounds like I brand grocery stores or something. Uh, it didn't make sense to me. And then I started to recognize that, Hey, I have a voice and I like to use it and people will listen. Eric may be nodding no right now. Um, <laughs> but you know, I have a point of view and it seems to, um, be kind of like a Mary Poppins approach, right? A teaspoon of sugar helps the medicine go down. Um, I can be edutaining. That's my word lately. Mm -hmm. um, and so started using my voice and realizing that not only could I use my own voice, I could help other people use theirs and tell their stories. So that's what I started doing, which then got me into the podcast space, my own show um, and helping other people with theirs and conceiving of them. And so it was really a perfect marriage of using my ideas and my um, voice to connect people. Got it. So, um, so over time it's permitted towards helping people build podcasts for their business brand, their personal brand, uh, maybe doing something new for themselves, maybe part yep. of a, you know, side venture from their business venture, whatever they're wanting to do. And you help them figure out a way to do it that is truthful to them and yep. also, also challenging to them, pushes them to, um, to be better versions of themselves. Is that fair? I think so. Like I think of, for instance, um, Tennyson Jacobson, her podcast, uh, Common Ground. You know, she had a horrific life experience and doing the podcast, she wanted to talk about what happens after the story. Her whole life um, since that incident, people are always curious and rubberneck and want to know about that story. And she's like, the interesting thing is what happens after the story? What do you do with these situations? Mm -hmm. And so giving her a safe space to be able to, to talk about it and lay the foundation so that she could explore what came next. That was a really powerful thing. That's a really powerful podcast, too, by the way. I mean, it packs a wallop. It's yes. really good. Um, okay. So yeah, so that, that's a great example of that. So with where you're at right now with things, what's, what do you like most about where Stacy connects is? And just as a, just as a warning, I'm going to ask you right behind it. What is the biggest challenge with Stacy connects at the moment? So start with the first one. What do you like best? And then what's the biggest challenge? So I would say that I am realizing that I myself am an offering. So small businesses, you know, typically you've got a product or a service that you offer. So your offerings, right? Uh, the different members that we have, you offer doing taxes or insurance or, um, you know, massage therapy, whatever it is. And I offer my brain to share ideas and I offer my voice um, as well. And so realizing that I am my own powerful offering that has been huge. And so, you know, I'm like, I got things to say. And if I have things to say, then I love the idea of helping other people. So that is something that I'm really loving about what I'm doing, coming up with ideas. And sometimes people come to me and they've got an idea and I'm like, yes. And other times I have an idea and I'm like, who am I going to fill in with this? This is the thing I want to know about. And if I want to know about it, somebody else does too. Okay. All right. And so then what's the biggest challenge? Uh, um, 
the biggest challenge for me would be I learning what is my zone of genius and learning then to stay in the lane of what's my zone of genius. Anytime I operate in that space, it is a great experience. Um, you know, talking, connecting people, doing that kind of thing. Then the follow-up, holy cow. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to build people, right? And, you know, like, oh, I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to be businessy and whatever. I'm like, ooh, not so good. Um, and so learning that it's okay to get help and to have a team, which is actually where BNI can be really helpful, mm -hmm. having those resources. Um, and that, that doesn't make me um, a bad business owner. Well, it doesn't make me a bad business owner. It just means I'm a smart business owner because I'm getting somebody else to do it for me. And where I'm going to make money and make connections and um, sort of make things happen is in my zone of genius. Got it. Okay. Well, and I would say part of your, part of that zone of genius is help is as, as you do those things, listening, communicating, right. Um, inventing or innovating, as you put it, uh, you're really kind of helping people perhaps see some spots that they don't see for themselves. Um, and consider some um, some opportunities and ideas and ways of viewing themselves that maybe they haven't considered before. Uh, and so in that, I've kind of seen you, from my perspective, as being both a, a launch expert, kind of like you launching people in new directions, but also kind of, make, kind of doing makeovers as well a little bit. Um, what comes up for you when I mention those two things? Is that, is that too simple? Is that not broad enough? Launch no, or makeover? That's, so I think of it as launch and plateau. Okay. So launch, you know, people that have an idea and sometimes our ideas, like there's a children's book that I often refer to and, you know, it's like, okay, what do you do with an idea? And in the book, it's ultimately that you um, you take care of it, you tend it, you feed it, um, you know, you love it, and then you share it, right? And so when people have an idea and they put it out there, so often they're small with their idea. Um, and so because they end up keeping it small, they aren't thinking about what to do this idea and the potential that it has. Mm. So that's something that when it comes to the launching piece, you know, things that they think are monumental, I'm like, it's really not that monumental. It's not that big of a deal. And so um, I show them what the possibilities are. And very often it's in such an authentic way that it's not about getting credit, but like they don't even think of it as something that I did. They're like, well, of course that's what I'm gonna do. And uh. it just makes sense. Um, and then the, the piece that you mentioned called it a makeover, I'll call it a plateau. Sometimes in business, we get complacent and we need to mix it up. And I love mixing it up and going back to reminding people the touchstone of why did you do this to start with? And how can you mix it up and have some fun and being self-aware, but not critical of yourself. Um, mm. 
you know, I had uh, somebody I had a conversation with one time and, you know, they were commenting, I don't know how I would use your service. You know, I don't really get what you do. And again, totally fair. Cause I was like, honestly, same. Um, however, I said, um, you know, they were talking about how they need to figure out marketing and, you know, business had hit a plateau. And I said, well, maybe it's shifting your thinking. Maybe it's not about you anymore. You already have a reputation and you need to stop selling yourself. Maybe you need to start listening to your clients and you need to make it more about them and less about you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So related to that, it sounds to me like every client you have and with your approach, there's no two that are alike, right? No, no two launches or plateaus or whatever that are alike. So with that, is there, do you have like a checklist in mind of like, like a, a list of components that you make sure with each client you kind of check off or go in a certain order? Or does that just kind of come to you as you go? What's, what's the relationship between that intuition and your recognition of that person's unique situation and kind of a set list of things that you know you need to be thinking about? A checklist would make so much sense. Um, <laughs> which is 100% why I don't have it. Mm. Um, when I meet with a client, typically what I do is I will have a discovery call. Somebody will say, oh, you should connect with Stacy," And I wanna chat with them for 20 minutes, a half an hour or so, and get a sense of what it is they're looking for. And intuition is a big part of what I do. And I will end up getting a vibe about something or a sense of something. And it means then that I don't have a checklist because it's like I'm going into this place with this person and I am able to see kind of the past and the present and the future and what they need to do to get out of their way and how to connect it all. And so it's different for every person. It's almost like every client is a house and each client is offering entry, right? I mean, I'm not going in where I'm not welcome. However, I'm using a different entrance with each client. Some are like, come on in the front door. Others are like, go through the cellar. Um, you know, it, it really depends. And mm -hmm. so all I know is I'm going in. I don't know how. <laughs> gotcha. And every house, probably the interior is unique. I would think to play out. Absolutely. That, that right. Right. So every, every house is yep. custom. And so you're going to have custom approaches and custom solutions to each one of those. Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so following that, um, so you have that whole thing going, what are the, are there any common hurdles that your clients have when they come to you? I mean, this is, this is different. It's unique to each of them. I'm sure there's appreciation of that, but kind of looking back over the spectrum of, of the clients that you've had, are there common hurdles that they run into when working with you that you've had to work with and had to maybe find good answers to knowing that you need to answer them or address them? I would say that very commonly people are, um, they're thinking too small. Um, not that you have to, you know, do some monumental thing. It's just anything that feels slightly out of the comfort zone um, or like self-promotion, people seem to be very weird about that. The other thing that I would say is that people 
um, very often are, how do I put this? Um, they're talking to the people in the back of the room. And you've heard me talk about this, JD. Yeah. Like we have a tendency to try to convince the people in the back of the room who aren't listening. They're not focused on us. They are talking amongst themselves. They already have the person that does this. They Maybe they're snickering. Maybe they're not. Um, but we in our heads, I mean, you talk about this with Tawny on your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. The narratives that we get in our head. And for whatever reason, we feel the need to talk to them and we miss then all the people that are right in front of us supporting us like <laughs> totally buying what it is that we're selling and what we're doing that mm -hmm. trust us that know us that could actually help us grow our business so that's another common element that people are so focused on the people in the back of the room that they're missing what's right in front of them right like you know if, if you have a room full of 100 people and you've got 85 of them are locked in on what you're doing it's worrying about those other 15 who aren't Right. Right. Yeah. And and here's the deal. If they wanted to pay attention, they would. Right. Right. And so you can't really worry about them. You got to really invest in those other right? 85. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm like. Right. So how, how do your, how do your clients respond to that when you point that out to them? Do they, do they normally see it? Um, does it, do they really need to come kind of come in with an open, an open mind? Um, how well does it go if they've got a real clear idea of where they should go? Is, does that create a lot of conflict for you? So if people are not comfortable with my approach, which is basically like um, a bull at a china shop, <laughs> um, you know, there is, there is not a method to my madness and yet it all makes perfect sense to me. Um, that can be difficult. You know, I've worked with uh, clients who are definitely more uh, like concrete, sequential, linear, like, this is what I'm thinking that you're going to do for me. And I'm like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I am, I am going to do those things. It's just not going to look the way they think. And so I have had to work with clients and train them that it may not look the way you think it's going to look. However, in the end, you will stick the landing and the landing will stick with you. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's got my, that's got my gears turning too. Um, okay. And so uh, with that, is there a, is there a particular client's story? I mean, you mentioned Tennyson's, uh, podcast. Is there another particular client, um, that comes to mind with everything that we've been talking about as a, as a good way to encapsulate maybe how this goes that, you, you know, the story of working with them? Well, there's so many different ones. So, you know, in the, in the situation with Tennyson, her story, um, as I said, um, if, if people listen to it again, check out common ground. That is, that's a story that people can be weird about people like mm -hmm. true crime. It's a true crime thing. And it's like, Whoa. Um, and that was a delicate balance to make sure that she felt supported and heard. And, you know, that was huge, uh, for you, you know, the first podcast that you did building from the bullet hole, yeah. that was a personal evolution for you with, trying to really establish yourself an author who's looking for a publisher and putting yourself out there and watching the evolution of you uh go from you know between that whole series and then now with the show that you do um actually a couple of shows that you do mm -hmm. um this show is all about you and uh breaking up with our bs you know 
that is part of the journey. Then I think about uh, what I've done with uh, Between Two Cheeks, for instance, uh, with Sweet Bee. You know, that's a small business owner that is like, I'm an esthetician who specializes in Brazilian waxing and has a full service uh, spa. And I want to talk about this. And I don't know many people that can talk about this topic and get away with it in a way that you can, Stacey. <laughs> and I very often am channeling like the everyman. Um, you know, I'm the person at that's like, okay, can we talk about the Duke and Bridgerton? Um, you know, or that's asking the question that nobody else wants to ask. Mm. Um, and I'm not afraid to ask it. And so that serves the client so that they can be the subject matter expert that they are and answer the questions that everybody's wanting to know anyway. Right. Right. So, you know, those are three kind of wildly different um, examples, but I think they are good examples. Well, that seems to me to be the the role of a producer, a podcast producer, besides, you know, making sure all the boxes are ticked on, on how the show's going to go, how long it's going to be, where is it going to air, all those things to really be putting forward marks that the host of the show or the sub subject of the show can meet that is going to push people a little bit further than what they're used to. Uh, I certainly been the true in my case, uh, but that's one of the things I've noticed about all the different, there's no two shows that you have produced um, and under Stacey Connects that are alike. Either, you know, not in tone, not in subject matter. Um, you know, uh, but the one thing I think that I've noticed that they all have in common is is the authentic voice of the hosts uh, and what they're looking to do. Um, they seem to find their legs pretty quickly, is my experience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, my thing that I, you know, when, when clients are wanting to work with me and they're looking for advice maybe on how to market and should they be doing a podcast or, you know, should they be setting up an Instagram account, for instance? I mean, Instagram is essentially like a white pages these days, right? Mm. There's no longer the white pages that we used to have for business directory. So now, you know, you kind of have to at least have something. My thing, though, is if you're, for instance, an off the grid farm, does it make sense for you to have an Instagram? Hmm. Probably not. I mean, it's it's not really your brand. And so then how are you going to connect with people and where are you going to connect with your people in an authentic way? And so for the people that choose to do radio shows or podcasts or whatever it is with me, I'm really trying to have them tell their story or share their knowledge or do whatever it is in a way that is authentic for them so that it feels effortless because if you if it feels like work then it's not right got it ooh that that might be a good tagline <laughs> yeah right if it feels like work then quit <laughs> right gotcha 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 okay uh wow that's a, a good amount of questions i still have more do you want to answer some more i mean don't ask me to answer questions. <laughs> uh, do we have time to keep going or do we need to take a break here? Uh, do we? Why don't we take a quick break? Um, I always remind people that the show is sponsored by other members of Plateau Partners, that they are all people that we know, like, and trust. And so we are confident in recommending them and they can be confident using their services. Oh, very well said. All right. Well, then with that, we will be back after a short break with Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects here on Plateau Partners 
Pulse. Stick around. Want to network with Plateau Partners members in person? You can by visiting one of their weekly Friday meetings at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time. You'll meet and network with members, hear about their businesses, and see for yourself how a BNI meeting works. Text BNIPPINFO to 55678 or go to BNINW.com and search for Plateau Partners. There's no place like home. Clicking your heels together won't get your gutters, roof, and windows cleaned. Typing WW of WAH into your browser will. Window Works of Washington is an exterior service company for both residential and commercial properties. From top to bottom, they clear, clean, wash, and disinfect. They're licensed, bonded, and insured, which means they treat your home like Dorothy treated her ruby slippers with care. For a free estimate, go to www.wa.com. Window Works of Washington, because you have a brain. Are you overwhelmed by all the photos you have tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes? Not to mention sitting on jump drives, the cloud, or your phone? Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen can help you get inspired, organized, or creative with both traditional or digital scrapbooking products, services, and events. Don't have the time, energy, or interest to DIY? Eileen can also create a professional quality photo book or scrapbook for you. For more information or to book a free consult, go to memorybooksbyeileen.com. That's memorybooksbyeileen.com. Save and share the stories that matter most. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. All right, and welcome back, everybody, to Plateau Partners Pulse. Once again, I am J.D. Winnikin, uh, here interviewing show host Stacy Heller uh, about her business, Stacy Connects. And before the break, we were talking about a oh, number of different uh, elements of uh, Stacy's work in helping business owners and individuals create podcasts that are uh, unique to them and authentic to their voice um, and really good for their business or their brand, whatever the case may be. And... Uh, I heard a couple themes come out of it, Stacey. Um, every single client is unique and needs a unique approach. Um, every single one needs a little bit of a shove in the back to be a little bit braver than they are. And uh, you are the person who will ask the elephant in the room question. How did I do summarizing all that? Very well. You should be a, uh, a host of a show like this. <laughs> Quite the See, idea. I recognize talent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, okay, so a couple of let's take a couple of creative elements here in the last part of the show. How's that sound? You ready to love it? Okay, let's let's take a look at this. Okay, so I want you to uh, respond to this hypothetical scenario. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I am a small business owner. This is not me. Okay, this is somebody coming out of left field. I am a small business owner, and I own a sushi restaurant. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, and I am looking to uh, build my brand for my restaurant, but also for myself, because I feel like I have a, a compelling story to tell about uh, not only where I the story behind starting the sushi restaurant, but food as art. 
Okay. Um, I'm interested in the idea of a podcast, but I'm a little concerned that there isn't enough there to do one for an extended run. And also, I'm not sure that people would be all that interested in that, and it might just get lost in the noise. That's your client coming to you. Go. Okay. So the first thing that I would do is have a conversation and figure out what it is that they're looking for. So obviously they're looking to become more established and they recognize the fact that uh, they are, sounds like they have some tradition behind their food and uh, the element of it. So likely they come from a long line, I'm guessing. See, this is the intuitive piece of this imaginary person. I don't know. Um, probably um, food was an important language in their household and they've continued it. And um, typically if food is an important element in uh, your culture and your language, it isn't always pretty. It's practical, right? It's feeding mm -hmm. you. It's nourishing you. It's a point of connection. And so then there is this idea of elevating it and bringing uh, your own um, take on it. And so if the person is, I'm guessing that they're younger, then they should be somewhat savvy and do things on like TikTok and definitely create some kind of food porn type thing on Instagram, showing off pictures and doing things like Reels and Snapchat and TikTok where they can show the process because people are fascinated with the process and the whole art element, the things that you can do that elevate your food and transform it. So I would start there and really making sure that you have a signature thing that you do that when people are scrolling, they see it and it is eye catching because you eat with more than just your uh, mouth and, and your taste buds, you know, you eat with your eyes and if there's a sound or whatever it is. So I would engage as many senses as you can, because if you're not right there in person, it's, it can be really difficult. So I would do that. I would also then in terms of a podcast, podcasts don't have to go on like in perpetuity. You don't have to keep going until you literally die at the mic. Um, <laughs> you can, have a series or a season. And it's something that as a business owner, it's actually a great promotional and marketing tool. Have a series of podcasts where even if it's three, um, you get an opportunity to tell the story of where you learned to do this, uh, why it's important to you, the tradition, the culture, the language, the nourishment, those kinds of things. Then do one about the art and the story of the art of food. And then you could do a third one that is bringing those two elements together. And that's something that you could be sharing. And it explains the story beyond just the menu because the menu is just one facet of a restaurant. And so that's something else that I would consider doing. And then if you feel like you're comfortable, great. And in terms of becoming a fixture in the community, if you have the space, I would find interactive ways that you can use the space. Um, I think of like a food truck, right? You've got this, this truck that a lot of times uh, back in the day, a food truck would go to construction sites and then it was sort of like just stalled, literally stalled all day. And now food 
trucks go everywhere. So think of your restaurant that if there's certain days that you're not open, are there ways that you can bring people in? Could you do lessons? Could you do um, interactive things? Airbnb, not sponsored, would be. Um, they do these Airbnb experiences. So even from a distance, people could zoom in and you could lead a class on rolling sushi or you know education and those kinds of things. So inviting people both locally and globally into your restaurant also helps. Should I keep going or can I stop? You can stop right there um, because I've been counting the number of different ideas and um, I lost I lost count. <laughs> but but I also have to tell you um, there's a little bit of subterfuge on my end. That was not a hypothetical scenario. That is a friend of mine who owns a, so a sushi restaurant in La the Los Angeles area, and I have to tell everybody you nailed all the different factors: the no. the, the age. The background, the family connection, and I could envision this person doing every single thing you just said. Now they didn't know I was going to put this out there, but I wanted to. I wanted people to get a sense of what happens when somebody brings this to you, right? Yeah. And you did yeah. that cold. Oh yeah, no, and and that's and that's the thing that you know that intuition piece. Um, you know, people very often aren't comfortable with that part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. However. You know, the scenario that you gave me while I thought it was hypothetical, it felt real enough that I got this sense of the background of this person. And the yep. background is much more important than people realize. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that very much um, is a part of what your story is. So I definitely got that vibe. Yeah, because that's the story, right? And that's what people connect to. If, if people connect to the story behind a restaurant, the restaurant's going to stand out a little bit more and it's going to mean more to them. I mean, there's reasons why big famous restaurateurs go for high profiles, right? Right. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. That was fun. Um, was that fun? I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, do I get to charge your friend now? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I just won't tell him it happened, but then, you know, give me your card. No. Uh, are you kidding? Like I said, I can't help myself. So okay. go for it. Share it. Anyway, I thought that was great. All right. So now here's another fun one. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay, uh, just in a few minutes and then we'll, in, when we wrap up, we'll give people a sense of, of how to get in touch with you and, and all of that. Um, if there is one person out there famous who you could either relaunch, rebrand, send a new direction, talking the way you're talking about here, or somebody who isn't as famous as they should be, who are they and what would you do? Oh my gosh. Well, it's, it's funny because there's so many people out there that I love and some of the ones that are like my hidden gems or, um, you know, sort of secret people, it goes back to the whole, you know, the people in front of you, the people that you're meant to have, right? Mm -hmm. So in a way, you know, I, I'm sort of like, oh gosh, I can think of artists, like I'm a, I'm a huge art collector. Um, and so my mind goes to artists instantly, um, okay. because interestingly, they're not great at selling things. So I'll use my brother. There okay. we go. Um, you know, he is somebody that I would love to see um, him step into his gifts and promote them and have the opportunity to stretch his legs creatively as much as he can. Okay. He's not, it's not a famous situation. Um, you know, there's 
people that are famous are on a whole different level to me. Like I'm, I'm Oprah. Say that again. I said, I'm not a fan of Oprah, for instance. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know, I don't, she doesn't strike me as actually somebody who's very genuine. Um, and so there's lots of people that I think need uh, brand rehab. <laughs> sure. Sure. What about that? Oh gosh, like the list. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's terrible. Um, you know, say what you want. The Kardashians do a great job, but they also are live in an echo chamber and, right. um, you know, and people continue to uh, lot over them. Politicians, uh, you know, so many politicians, you get into politics because you think you're going to make a change and then you find out how much red tape there is. And then you have to start basically making deals with the devil. And before you know it, there you are down the road. Um, somebody that's well-meaning and um, it went a little left of center. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think about um, actors, uh, so many people out there that have made bad choices. And, you know, my Angelou says, when you know better, you do better, right? Unfortunately, the culture that we're in right now, we don't give people the space to do better. Um, mm. So there's there's so many layers of this. Um, and I'm somebody that I, again, I make gut decisions on people. Like I have way too many opinions on famous people that I don't know, I will <laughs> never know. And yet I'm like, oh, you've got some childhood issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong necessarily. Um, well, I mean, everybody has childhood issues. So that's right. like, you know, like reading your horoscope and saying like, oh yeah, nailed it. Right. Um, it's just, you can tell with their brand, people that are good with their brand and people that aren't good with their brand. Britney Spears is not good with her brand. Even though she just came out of the conservatorship, she is not doing anything in my opinion to make people feel like she has evolved and grown up and she's ready to be free of people that control her. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think that's good. You know, what you mentioned really quickly here as we uh, get close to wrapping up is you mentioned that echo chamber, why right? it's so easy for um, even podcasts, right. Of any kind to fall into an echo chamber, right. Everybody agreeing on the same thing. What I find interesting about all of your shows across the board is that they, they seem almost naturally able to avoid that. Right. They open conversations, they invite people in and they're broad enough, but also human enough and connected enough that people from a whole lot of different um, entry points can enter in. Is that something you're conscious of or is that just something that happens because of your approach? I am very conscious of living out the idea that it is far better to ask questions than it is to make assumptions. Making assumptions is a dangerous, dangerous thing. And mm -hmm. so I think that people sharing their stories and making connections in that way and going ahead and asking the awkward question, it is a way to learn something. And, you know, you may not agree with what the answer is, but at least you have the knowledge and you can make an educated decision. So, you know, I really, when, when I'm working with clients, um, I'm really conscious of encouraging them to be authentic and to ask questions and not make any assumptions. That's very good. And I, and I know from my own experience that even the questions that get asked that, that don't necessarily go anywhere or there's, there's a difference of opinion, that does open up the possibility for other questions, ideas, perspectives to come in, which then improves the overall product. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Great, great. All right, well, we could go on forever here, Stacey, but I want to go ahead and wrap up. And uh, so I want to make sure that people know where they, where and how they can learn more about you and connect with you. So what do you got? Well, uh, you can go to my website, which right now, honestly, it's a total train wreck um, because it has changed uh, so much since I started it uh, 18 months ago. But it's stacyconnects.com. Go there and at least connect with me. You can also follow me on social media at Stacy Connects on, on Instagram. I'm also on um, Instagram as Damped Show, D-A-M-T-T Show, um, because I have a radio show and podcast called Don't Ask Me to Talk. I know you're all shocked. Um, <laughs> and so you can also reach me that way. Awesome. Any final thing you want to say before we sign off? Uh, hey, people, stay connected, but right now, don't stay close. <laughs> yes, yeah, stay safe out there. Well, Stacy, thanks for letting me be on this side of the mic with you this time. I had a lot of fun. I hope it was uh, fun for you as well. You did a great job, and I'm a little afraid that uh, moving forward, I may have lost my job. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about that. You seem to be the master at this. But nevertheless, um, you want to go ahead and take us out? Thanks for listening to another episode of Plateau Partners Pulse. A reminder to everyone that's listening that if you want to connect with BNI and learn more about the organization, you can go to BNI.com. You can learn about the Plateau Partners by texting BNI PP Info to 55678 or find us on Facebook or Instagram at BNI Plateau Partners. Thanks everyone for listening and thank you so much, JD. You're welcome. Boom. See you later, everybody.